Hi, welcome to The Incompatibles. I'm Lori. I'm Baron. I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I take my time. I get it done. I lean left. I lean right. I'm a dreamer. I like reality. I can read emotions. I know how to read a map. How do incompatibles make a life together? We've done it for 40 years. So today we're going to talk about our incompatibilities regarding mealtime and eating. Yeah, we have those. Yeah. So I know we wrote in my book, Introvert Power, we shared a dialogue about mealtime, the great American institution. Right. I think it's an institution for you as an institution that <laughs> you'd just be happy to have crumble. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, Why is that? Yeah. I never understood. And maybe growing up in a big family, I mean, you know, just all the time spent into preparing a meal, sitting down and eating a meal, cleaning up the meal. I just think, you know, without regard to maybe people's own bodies, you know, and what we prefer and what we like to eat and when we like to eat, I just am more of an a la carte person. That's true. You just want to eat when you're hungry as opposed to at a regular time. Yes. Whereas I enjoyed eating at a regular time because it was reliable. I knew the family would be sitting around and we could share our day. And we had some moment of unity in the day. I thought it was sacred and I felt it was powerful part of family life. And I violated that. Well, you didn't agree with me about the importance of it. That's for sure. That was definitely an incompatibility. So family dinner time, not everybody enjoys being there. I guess that's the takeaway. Some people would prefer to just eat when they're hungry. And so maybe as we explore that, that's actually kind well, of a surprise to me, though. Yeah, yeah. Didn't and really I, enjoy that. I'm glad you told me about it, though, because it explained a lot. Well, right. And keep this in mind. I think as an introvert in a large family gathering, there is going to be less of an opportunity to share. So it'll be sharing for the extroverts. At least that was my experience growing up. The extroverts get to share and the introverts really don't want to compete for conversation. So for us, it's kind of less fulfilling. Now, the smaller the group, the more I'll enjoy it. Yeah, I get that. I think maybe for extroverts, then it's helpful to ask the introverts at the table, you know, what are your thoughts and include them. Sort of like we talk about uh, doing at a business meeting or any kind of meeting where you have a mix of personalities. You want to make sure you give the introverts a chance to participate and you're recognizing that they're there. And I don't know if we really did that. Maybe we just kept talking over you or talking past you and you just sat there quietly and grated your teeth. I just remember that being definitely a source of contention. And, and for me, I think I'm just less interested in food. Either I want to really create a beautiful meal or I'll just be fine grabbing something. I, it's just not... A, yeah, I think, it, see, that's yeah. that's a definitely an incompatibility that we have. I think I think of food the way you think of painting. Mm-hmm. So to me... Each food is Mm. a different color and you can put together something, you know, create this palette of delicious flavors and then, you know, serve it and eat it and then do it again with different flavors. So each meal can be a piece of art. It certainly isn't when I'm cooking, but you try to reach for that in cooking. 
but you don't really enjoy cooking as an art, although you oh, cried. No, no, yeah. So I've gone through phases with that. I think I actually do enjoy it as an art, but the problem is, is I want to either do a masterpiece or nothing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's not practical when you have young kids. So you were good to pick up a lot of the dinner making because you were more comfortable just grabbing things and putting together a meal. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me as a problem solver, I don't yeah. really know so much about the sensing part and the feeling part. I don't really care that much about the feeling part of it. I just wanted to have a good meal. and I like problem solving. Okay, we got this, we got that, and we got this mm-hmm. third thing. I'm going to put it all together and it's going to be a good meal. And to me, that was a victory, a way of accomplishing something. It was a something. victory for me too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're so different because having a big outing with a lot of people Sounds fun. is, yeah, no, 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 because I'm stuck there. I'm stuck there. It's fun for a while, but lingering and having to continue to talk to people. <laughs> talk to people. <laughs> I'd much prefer sitting across the table from one person like you. Yeah, so how do you survive those long meals that's two or three hours? Sometimes I have to, you know, go take a walk or something, just get some fresh air. I think it helps to engage an individual in conversation. If it's a large enough group, you can kind of have sub-conversations. But it's this overstimulation, like, you know, then I might feel bad. I haven't talked to everybody, and it's just too much. So for you, it's a list of individual private conversations you have to accomplish before the end of the night no, to no, make no, it successful? No, 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 no. It's like I want to connect with people, but I just can't do it in this global, like, let's all tell a story kind of thing. Yeah, that's an extrovert venue where yeah. we can tell stories and more than one person can listen to your story and appreciate it. <laughs> that's a gathering. Yeah, I think actually I've probably gotten more tolerant of that over the years. But what about our one-to-one going out to eat, which we both enjoy? Yeah, we like pretty much the same restaurants. We do like to try different things. I think for us, it's mostly the process of ordering that we find (laughs) incompatible. Well, there's more than that. But yeah, talk about that, the process of ordering. So I like to go in. If it's going to be a wait, I'm going to grab the menu at the front door where you're sitting waiting to get your table and read the menu and decide. So when I hit the table, I'm ready to order and I don't have to wait another okay, 20 minutes. Okay, back up. Yes, that's true. And when you look at the menu, what do you like to do? I like to read it out loud. <laughs> I like yes. to engage in a conversation where I'm talking uh, to you about the menu, so it's kind of a no, fun thing. No, 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 no. So, yeah, I'm really looking at the menu, trying to think about the food, and you're reading the, oh, this sounds good, and blah, 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 blah. No, that does not work for me. It's like, you look at the menu, let me look at the menu, let me think about what I want to eat. Well, how about you just talk to me about the menu, and we have a conversation no. about it. Why not? That's not how I work. Okay, so introverts... But you could work. You could try it my way. All right, next time we go to the restaurant, let's have a conversation about the menu, and then and the next time we go after that, I'll just shut the heck up, and you can we'll just read it silently together like it's a library. Yes, I love libraries. Yeah, you do. All right, so I've read the menu, you have, and we get to the table, and now you got a 20-minute interrogation session you're preparing. <laughs> you've got interrogatories before the wait staff appears. You've got okay, figured wait, it wait, out. Wait, wait, Talk so about that. Part of the enjoyment, so this idea of preparing ahead of time, 
part of the process for me is to sit and look at the menu and and to consider what you want. That's why they wait staff don't immediately bug you for your order. Well, I agree, I agree with that, some but at New some York point, Delhi. the restaurant's going to close, so you have to put <laughs> your order in. Okay, yes. And I do usually have questions for... And it's usually more than one question, correct? Okay, yeah. I'm thoughtful about what I want to eat, especially if we're spending a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if we should just bring an extra chair along and have it <laughs> put next to the table so the wait staff wouldn't tire while answering your like questions. It. Yeah. I like it, I like it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's definitely an experience we have together. You oh, <laughs> take your time trying to order. And finally, the order gets in. Yes. And then I think we can kind of relax into it. I think we eat at the same pace. So at the end of the meal, I want the table cleared. I want it bust. And I have to admit, this is a bit OCD. I really like the table cleared quickly. And I do not like looking at a bunch of dirty dishes. Mm-hmm. So for me, I start moving the plates to the edge of the table mm-hmm. and kind of hinting let this can go. What do you think yeah. about? I mean, I'm used to it. I think where it annoys me is if you actually bring the stuff over to another table, which I kind of cringe about because I'm not so sure that the wait staff appreciate that. But I know it's important to you. So I probably now notice the stuff on the table myself more. Well, um, I mean, I yeah, I've done that a couple of times. And it's probably not a great idea. Although if I'm waiting 20 minutes, I'm probably just going to do it myself to get it out of the way. But I get how that would annoy the wait staff. Yeah. Yeah, and. I think we both appreciate the restaurants where they come and they sweep your table after oh each gosh, right? course. But that's, you know, we don't always have the budget for those restaurants. But I think there's also this thing about your moving toward the next step. And sometimes I think it's hard for you to just be there and enjoy the ambience. I think that's fair. I tend to look forward. I want to get to the next thing. Maybe I'm too action-oriented as far as how the meal goes, and I can't sink into it and just appreciate it for what it does. I think the conversation, though, the longer the conversation, the more I enjoy it. So I actually enjoy larger gatherings because there's more people to talk to, and the night will go longer. You want that stimulation. I do. I want, I want. I enjoy that. I want the peace. I want to enjoy the low lighting and just sit with this intimate time and let thoughts come more organically. Okay. We're hearing from you that this show is leading to great conversations. Visit incompatiblespodcast.com, donate, and keep the conversations going. All right, let's talk about shopping now. We Somehow we have to buy the food yeah. to make our meals. If we're not going to have somebody make it for us, Mm-hmm. And we've already had the last meal. We have to go get food for the next meal. Let's talk about how modern society has come to your aid. So I don't like to shop for groceries. And thank goodness you enjoy it. We do. That's a huge difference. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. that My father was the one who did grocery shopping and your dad loved to grocery shop. So there is something about that, the men in the family. Well, I think it's fun because you got this huge candy store of things you can buy and you get to go and pick whatever you want and you can buy more than one thing. See, this is the problem for me. It's overwhelming. Why do there have to be 20 kinds of crackers and 50 kinds of cereal? And, you know, and so... You just rather have like a Stalinist, you know, communist grocery store. Just go in and here's cereal and here's milk (laughs) and here's eggs. That's it. 
leave. Well, I do like smaller stores, though. I mean, like Walmart. Oh, my gosh. I'm just, yeah, it's too much. No, I think it's great. I think yeah. modern retail and modern grocery shopping is wonderful. In fact, you've got a plenty, plenty of opportunities here where we live uh, in the upper Midwest. You can go to a, some fancy grocery store where my mother loves to shop with chandeliers and carpet, or you can go to a regular middle-class place, and all of them are great because they're better stocked, they're cleaner, they certainly look a lot nicer than when I was a kid. They're always grocery stores when I was a child were kind of grungy and the aisles were narrow and there's a shell yeah. there weren't as, as many shelves the rickety uh, carts all yeah, that yeah it was always it was a bit of a wasn't as enjoyable now i think they've really focused on making shopping more enjoyable and i find it enjoyable i don't necessarily want to go out in sub-zero weather and do it one of the great things that has come up because of the technology now is we can just do what yeah this is such a blessing for me stores now will let you order online you go to the pickup place park in a numbered spot and they bring the stuff to you and i actually think we save money that way but i'm much better at ordering yeah okay this is what i want i go find it on the app yeah you're good with your phone you know how to do that I would like leave you at a grocery store and go do something else. And then I would come back and you had like five things picked in 45 minutes. Or you would go to the grocery store by yourself. And literally, I it's been lost. two hours. I get, I, it's two I'm hours. So I call you on the phone and you're like, I'm still I'm here. So and you're like desperate. Yes. And I'm like, I feel like I have to go rescue you because you do. you're just like wandering, you know, in some sort of <laughs> pug state, you know, through the <laughs> pasta so aisle. It's so true. I mean, and, and so like, okay, so I'm looking at laundry detergent and so I don't know which kind works the best so I'm looking things up online to figure out what are the reviews and all that stuff yes I it's do it's laundry that. detergent pick something move on yeah but I don't know so what is it, yeah what is it the is it the anxiety of choice is that it? anxiety what? of choice yeah there's actually something to that there is, talk that's about a that. thing that's a thing a psychological phenomenon a lot of people in modern society feel is that there is so much choice and pressure to oh you can have what you want so oh boy i better figure out the exact latte mix that's perfect for me at starbucks yeah, i get that you know like the new york times has the wire cutter Everybody likes reads this wire cutter, and I, I, I seem like every newspaper and media outlet now has decided that they're going to be consumer reports and provide you the exact spreadsheet and analysis to figure out the ideal air cleaner or the yep. ideal yep. whatever it is. And there is a, a bit of anxiety that right. is introduced with that. I mean, before you just went and bought one or two or three options, now you got 15 options and you know they've all been rated and they, what's the star rating? How do I analyze this? I got to go into Excel to figure out what soap to buy. I don't need right. that, okay? I just want to borrow soap, pick something, go home. I think that for me, it's easier because I can just make a decision. I don't know, 80%, close enough, whatever. It's going to work. Maybe it isn't ideal, mm -hmm. but I don't feel the pressure so I much think that's to be, where, get the best thing. Yeah, where your speed is useful and your decisiveness. I think at a restaurant where there's these beautiful menu options, I think having that kind of tuning in to what you want and giving that more space might make more sense. Yeah, I get that. I think I'm pretty good at it. I could be better. I could be more like you as far as being more 
thoughtful about what to look at and maybe take a little bit more time with the menu. I tend to just like go, okay, I want meat or I want fish or whatever. And then I just sort of focus on that area. I sort of think about what tastes would taste good right now. And I focus on that. Well, sometimes you have, because now we can see menus online. So before we leave, sometimes you will pick, uh, you will study the menu, figure out what you want, come in and order as if we're on a time clock. Yeah, that must be annoying. <laughs> I can see that being annoying. I get it. I can be annoying that way. At the same time, for me, the research is like when you travel, right? I like the research. Okay. I like looking up the menu before I go because I want to see what's available. And I want to see the pictures and you know, the description of the item. To me, there's a sense of enjoyment in doing the research before I go to the restaurant. Whereas you want to think about it and experience it all in one moment while you're at the place. Yeah, it's part of the experience for me. Yeah. So somehow we managed to eat, even though we have these differences. I think we've also, over time, probably come around to appreciating each other's styles. I think that I have recognized, actually, you've gone so a la carte now with eating. Now that the kids are grown, I actually feel more of a craving for having meals together. Yeah, now you're missing those made meals. (laughs) Now it's like, where's dinner? I'm like, yeah, same place it was 20 years ago, and you didn't want to make it. It's in the count, it's up on the shelf there, maybe in the drawer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So there's a cost. That's fair, that's fair. So I think there is something healthy about thinking about what you want to eat and then eating that rather than eating just because it's on the clock or because there's some social expectation about eating. I agree with you now. Unfortunately, we've got a little more choices, but that brings you to the choice anxiety back at the store, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess we had meat and potatoes and some kind of canned vegetables. No, the best meal, the best (laughs) meal was at the farm in South Dakota when we went out and we dug the potatoes in the garden. Oh, wow. Took the corn off the plant and we- Farm to table for sure. We shucked the corn and we, my grandma boiled it and we had corn and potatoes and roast beef and- gravy and a lot of butter and now I always felt like those were good meals now maybe they are calorie rich but that was fantastic food I would prefer to go back to the farm and eat that meal than rather go to any Mm -hmm. restaurant in the world because to me that was good eating yeah farm to table before farm to table with school (laughs) yeah all right well that's our show for today thanks for listening do the two of you battle over what to watch Is there harmony to be found in streaming land? We'll talk about it next time on The Incompatibles.